What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the show. Today, we are going to be talking about something that I'm pretty passionate about and something that I, I get excited talking about. And I, I know I say that about a lot of things, but if you know me and if you've talked to me about nutrition before, if you follow me on Instagram, or even if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I somewhat practice and preach this concept of, of thinking about addition and not subtraction. And you might have a general idea of what that means before you even get started and dive into this episode. But it's something that I've personally lived before. You know, when I started my own kind of nutrition and fitness, quote unquote, journey, whatever journey means. When you start to dial in and and buckle down and get really serious about changing your nutrition, changing your fitness habits, working towards a goal, a lot of times we have this perception that we need to think about subtraction and think about all the things that we need to get rid of or stop doing or cut back on as we you know pursue whatever it is that we're working towards maybe it's weight loss goals maybe it's body recomposition goals or building muscle goals or performance goals or performing better in your sport goals or getting stronger in the gym goals or lifting heavier goals like whatever whatever you are chasing and whatever goals are important to you a lot of times people have this mindset of like, hey, in order to get to here, I need to cut out X, Y, and Z to give myself a better chance to get to the end goal or to get to that destination that I'm trying to get to. And in my experience working with a lot of clients now and being able to do nutrition coaching for the past couple of years now, it's something that I just see honestly in every single one of my clients, whether they know it or not. And it's definitely something that we talk about early on, but this idea when people come and they ask for help and this, this applies to all coaches right now, I bet. Cause I know there's some coaches that do listen to this, to this podcast as well. This idea of having clients come to you and, and expecting that, Hey, I, I'm reaching out to you because I know you're going to give me a meal plan. I know you're going to tell me I can't do all these things, but having that extra accountability source might make me more, likely to follow through with some of those things this time. And to be honest, it's just, in my opinion, the opposite of what we need to be doing and what we need to be thinking about and what, what we need to be implementing into our, you know, nutrition routine, into our fitness routine, into our lifestyle, how we change our environment. This idea of, of always thinking about subtracting and, and eliminating things from our, you know, our life, it's, it's hard because it puts you into this mindset of, of, or you're thinking in a place of scarcity, right? And really we want to transition that and, and to help you think in a place of abundance. And in all reality, like that's when you start to see progress over time because it's easier to stick to the routine and the habits and the things that you're implementing because you, you're exposed to all the things that you can and you could be doing better and that you are able to implement more of into your routine instead of constantly just thinking about all the things that you need to get rid of or cut out of your routine. So the, the, I guess the flow of the podcast today, I want to give some examples and, and give some real life scenarios and things that I've seen, things that I've personally done, things that I've done with clients, things that I've talked about with other people, just kind of give you a breakdown of this idea of what addition and not subtraction can actually look like and how you can implement that into your normal routine. Because more often than not, people approach their nutrition, right? If you think about it, what's the first step when people think is like, hey, I want to lose weight. What do they think about? They think about 
A, either what diet or what program or what things they want to go on. And oftentimes when they do the keto or they do the whole 30 or they do the Optivia or they do the nutrition shakes, you know, like what, what are the first things that a lot of people see? It's good or bad foods list or they see a meal plan or they see the required amount of supplements or shakes or juices that they have to drink throughout the course of the day. They look at the things that are off limits, the things that they can't eat the carbs that they're not allowed to touch, right? The alcohol that they have to cut back on or completely eliminate. The, the calories that you get from drinks or the desserts, the sweets, the things, to be honest, the things that we all fucking love and the things that we all look forward to having and the things that we enjoy in social situations and the things that our mom makes and our grandma makes. And a lot of times food is the center of a lot of situations and occasions. And when we get into this mindset of starting a new diet or, you know, trying to change our identity with our nutrition, a lot of times it's, it's thinking about all the things that we think are the problem. And in reality, like, you know, are, is the sugar, is the calories from drinks, is the lack of activity, are a lot of these things inhibiting people from getting lean and getting strong and helping them get to their goals? Like, Potentially, but people don't think about the things that they aren't doing, the things that they could add, right? And the things that could, I guess, be more bang for their buck or, you know, more of a return on their energy investment if they focused on hitting other certain markers throughout the course of the day, adding more protein throughout the course of the day, right? Like getting more water and getting more steps and getting more activity and how can I get my fiber up? If you think about it, like it's always someone or something's fault. It's, it's the beer's fault. It's the pizza on Friday night after golf fault, right? It's, it's Sunday dinners with my family's fault. You know, it's, it's not what you do day to day. It's not the things that, you know, you are mindlessly doing day after day, week after week that are keeping us from, you know, optimizing our nutrition, optimizing our fitness routines, and a lot of times we pinpoint and we, we see these certain situations or these certain food groups or these certain drinks and it's, it's automatically the things that we put the blame on and those are the things that we try to eliminate. And, and what we're left with is what we're doing with exception to some of those things, right, week to week. And then you feel helpless. You feel like you have nothing left. You feel like you have no fun. You have, you know, nothing to look forward to over the course of the week. And eventually, like you start to binge on some of those things that you place as off limits. And at like at best, right? Like this mindset is giving people somewhat of disordered eating patterns and this terrible relationship with food. And at worst, it's giving some people full on eating disorders, right? And it's because of those eating patterns and this relationship with food and us deeming things as good or bad and off limits. And then when we inevitably, you know, quote unquote, slip up and, indulge or you know overdo it on our whatever dinner it is it's like it's back to square one and then we put the blame on that and we gain the two pounds because we had the garlic bread at night and that's the problem right like that's what we need to fix and we just need to have more self-control around that but i'm here to tell you that you know that is not the healthiest way to approach your nutrition and your fitness routines. It's not the most beneficial way to create, you know, long-term um, and sustainable goals and routines and, you know, lifestyle modifications that are going to help you get to where you want to be. But 
also help you keep that long term because it's one thing to eliminate all these things and to subtract everything in your life all the empty calories all the social events all the alcohol it's one thing to subtract all that and get to a place where you know you're at a goal weight or maybe you drop a few pounds or you start to see some more visible abs and you realize one that's not your you know best lifestyle it's not a lifestyle that you look forward to living and you know at the end of the day that it's not sustainable. So what happens is you eventually rebound. Sometimes people gain the weight back. They regain even more what they lost in the beginning. And that cycle tends to repeat itself. So, man, we just we can just get so focused in on all the things that we can't do. And we, we really end up blinding ourselves from other opportunities or other things that can actually serve us and things that can actually help you make more progress at the end of the day. Let's go over some examples because we've gone over a couple already, but this idea of addition and not thinking about subtraction, it can look different in all areas of our life, but specifically with our nutrition. I mentioned it earlier. It's like, you know, we're quick to look at the empty calories, the simple sugars, the processed foods, the takeout. Like a lot of times people just don't even eat enough fiber throughout the course of the day and protein, right? So it's like, Instead of thinking of all these things you need to get rid of, it's like, how can I add more fiber to my daily routine? Ask yourself that question, right? Like, look at the foods that you're eating. Maybe you're tracking for a period of time. You're just making mental notes. Like, can you switch to whole wheat breads and whole wheat pastas or the brown rice or even like chickpea pastas and rices? And like, can you get foods with more fiber in them? Can you add more fruit to your shopping list or your daily routine and and adding that to your breakfast or to your smoothies or your oatmeal in the morning? Or can you have that as a mid-afternoon snack? You know, it's like, how can you get more fruit into your daily routine? And a side note, if you, if you want, you can send me a message separately, DM me on Instagram, email me, text me, and I'll send you my grocery guide list that I give to all my one-on-one coaching clients. And we kind of use that as somewhat of a guide to help people, you know, spice up their grocery list. But if that's something that you want, DM me because it's important, but like make a grocery list for yourself and add more fruits and vegetables and things that you, you know, like to eat throughout the course of the week, things that you could have on hand at the house. Right. And speaking of vegetables, it's like, how can we eat more of them? Because not everybody eats three or four servings of vegetables a day. I even struggle with that sometimes. And, you know, the thing with veggies, it's like, hey, maybe you can add them to more smoothies or having more smoothies throughout the course of the week. Maybe you can get those prepackaged salads to have with, you know, your dinners or your lunches for the week, or you can have some more frozen veggies just to have around the house and, and to steam that when you guys are cooking burgers on the weekend, right? Like, Having some vegetables that you can keep in your fridge and just having them as a snack from when you get home from work or keeping it in your work fridge. It's like, ask yourself how you can get more fiber in at the course of the day instead of thinking what you have to take away and how can I get rid of the, you know, the Pop-Tarts in the mid-afternoon because I'm starving and I need to eat my arm off. It's like, how can we have more fiber or things to A, help control our satiety and our hunger cues But B, can we have some more micronutrients and fiber, you know, in that mid-afternoon snack and replace that or pair that with whatever snack that you're having to make it a little bit more balanced and and to make it satisfy you more, but to also help you hit your fiber goal at the end of the day, right? So an example of like thinking in addition is like, how can we add more fiber throughout the course of the day? So there's a lot of ways that you can incorporate more of it. And that, that could be sometimes the biggest bang for your buck for most people. 
another question is like, how can we get more water in, right? Like how can we stay more hydrated? And if, if you struggle with just like drinking regular water, like what can you do instead? Can you do the infused water? Can you cut up fruits? Can you put lemons or limes in it? Can you, can you do the zero calorie sports drinks or even, you know, the zero calorie like crystal light stuff, or even doing a little bit more, you know, herbal tea or regular tea throughout the course of the day. As we approach summer, it's, what may right now it starts to get a little bit warmer people get a little bit more active but sometimes we don't match our water increase our water intake with that and dehydration you know unfortunately can lead to a lot of things low energy levels even making you think you're more hungry than you actually are and you know messing with your hunger cues but having adequate hydration and really focusing on in on that as simple as it sounds a lot of people aren't you know, actually implementing and having enough water day to day, week to week, which can make a huge difference in how you feel. So maybe another thing that you could add is more water throughout the course of the day. Another huge one that I work on with, you know, a lot of my clients and and have worked on with a lot of my clients in the past is like, how can I get more protein in throughout the course of the day? Right. Because a lot of people think they eat a high protein diet. But when we do the numbers, we break it down. It's like, okay, 0.8 grams per pound. That's the minimum amount that we want you to shoot for at the end of the day. For some people, that might be 140 grams of protein or 160 grams of protein. And yes, you know, you, we think we're eating a higher protein diet because we have our eggs in the morning. We have, you know, our meat on our sandwich at lunch and we have our protein source at dinner. It's right. Like I'm getting enough protein. It's like, no, you're probably getting 80 or 90 grams of protein in per day. And we need to, we need to, you know, increase that by 30 or 40%. So sometimes increasing your protein and getting more in throughout the course of the day and finding ways to add more protein to your day, whether it's with snacks or having larger protein portions with your breakfast, with your lunch and with your dinner, having another protein shake, Maybe making more smoothies with protein powders and having some more maybe nutrient-dense protein options in there. Nuts, seeds, you know, peanut butter, like stuff that we can add to your routine that can help you get more protein. And one is going to, again, help you feel a little bit more satiated over the course of the day. And this is really important for my people who have a hard time controlling hunger and, and have higher hunger cues in the evening or afternoons. Partially because you're eating 600 calories over the course of the day from breakfast and lunch and you're starving and ready to eat whatever is in sight towards the end of the day. And it's, it's easy to overeat because you, have, you haven't had as much nutrition as you could have or should have had before then. But when you have more protein over the course of the day, maybe you have it you know, earlier in the morning, you have more with breakfast, you have more with dinner, maybe you're in intermittent fasting, but it's like, you know, can we double or increase the amount of protein that we have with our lunch? And can we have more protein dense snacks? A lot of times you're going to notice, A, it's going to be easier to hit your protein goal, but B, when we're working towards body recomposition, even weight loss, like the goal is to preserve and to maintain as much muscle mass as, as humanly possible or to build as much muscles as we can. That's going to help complement our body recomposition goals, but it's also going to help keep our hunger in check and, and help us make you know, maybe more level-headed decisions later in the day instead of letting our emotions dictate what we do around food and letting our hunger just drive us crazy and overeat everything in sight when we get to dinner finally. So sometimes getting in more protein and asking yourself how you can get more protein in over the course of the day, man, that's a lot of times something that most people can improve on. 
Another one that, you know, we can think about adding to your routine. And I actually just did a whole podcast on this in my last episode is like, how can you add more nutrition around your workouts or during your workouts or, or maybe after your workout sessions and, and, or your training sessions, it's this idea of, Hey, I'm exercising, I'm eating all these things. Can we add anything to make our workouts more effective or to improve our recovery? Part of that comes with eating enough protein. Part of that eating comes from eating in enough calories and having, you know, adequate carbs and replenishing our glycogen stores. Like, can we develop a pre-workout nutrition plan? Can we develop somewhat of a routine around our work schedule, our morning schedule, having that little pre-workout 30 minutes before our workout or two hours before our workout? Can we do a little intra-workout nutrition? Are we bringing some electrolytes? Do we bring a little bit of Gatorade if we're working out for longer than 60 minutes? Are we having enough water when we're doing our workout? Post-workout, are we getting a protein source? Are we getting a carbohydrate source? Are we having dinner after that? What kind of snacks are we having? What do we, you know, what do we need to bring to the gym to hold us over until we get to dinner? A lot of times adding in, you know, your pre and post-workout nutrition that can also complement everything else that you're doing throughout the course of the day as well, which can, A, help you get more out of the training sessions that you are doing, but it can also help you recover and make more adaptations from the training and, and the workouts that you do on the back end as well and having a, a better recovery uh, because of that. So pre and post-workout nutrition could be something that people think about more and they add more to their weekly routine if they're already, you know, thinking they're dialed in with their nutrition, they're thinking they're dialed in with their workouts. It's like, what can we add to that routine to make it even better? Another really popular one, a lot of things that people do initially when they want to lose weight or want to change their eating patterns is they, they tell themselves that they need to eat out less, right? We need to eat more meals <laughs> at home or, or eat less meals away from home, which to be honest, I think is an amazing goal because it's amazing how many extra calories we can get when we do go out to eat unknowingly or knowingly and how a lot of times when we do go out to eat, Sometimes we're not alone and we're in social situations and the influence that other people have on us and the choices that we make when we're, you know, making those food selections or those drink selections at restaurants or at happy hour or, you know, at, at the steakhouse on dinner on Saturday night. Like it's, it's hard to stick to your nutrition in your, you know, what you've deemed important to you, what goals are important to you. It's hard to stick to those and to stick to your nutrition plan when you're eating out more than four or five, six times a week, whether that's breakfast right? When you're getting your coffee, whether it's lunch, you're going out with coworkers, whether that's dinner, if you guys are just calling it quits at the end of the night, you don't want to cook or you're meeting your friends or going out for dinner Friday, Saturday and Sunday night. A lot of times people get in this mindset. It's like, I need to eat out less, which yes, the sentiment is great. But this idea of eating more meals at home and adding, you know, maybe more food to our grocery list, adding more meals that we prepare and meal prep at home, that can inevitably take away from the amount of times that you're eating out throughout the course of the week. Let's use breakfast as an example. So maybe you're somebody who finds themselves rushing out in the morning, getting to work, not having time to make yourself food. Maybe you're also the one that's stopping at Starbucks or your local, local coffee shop or having the stuff that the coworkers bring in you know, to the, to the uh, office in the morning. Ask yourself, like, how could you add more simple and ready to eat breakfast items throughout the course of the week. Maybe it's batching 
you're batch making things like overnight oats and you just put your mason jars in there for the week and you heat that up in the morning, you eat that on your way out the door. Or maybe it's you buying and trying some different yogurts, Greek yogurts, having some more fruit at home. Or maybe it's making a smoothie the day of or the night before, adding your protein powder to that, adding some nuts, adding your fruit, adding your spinach to there. So instead of not eating or you know, just opting for coffee that morning or getting that breakfast sandwich from whatever, you know, shop that you stop at in the morning. How could you have a little bit more of a variety and different things that you can try for breakfast throughout the course of the week that you can add to your current routine to make it a little bit easier to hit that protein goal, get more fiber in to start your day, have a little bit more balance in the morning and kind of help you get started on the right foot. Another thing that I want to ask yourself that I think is so important is this idea of sleep and like asking yourself how I can get more sleep and how I consistently can get to bed at a reasonable time and get seven hours of sleep, eight hours of sleep a night. And maybe that's, you know, you getting to bed has to do with what you're doing before you get ready for bed, right? Like how can you add more habits or routines into your nightly routine to help you wind down a little bit easier for the night before you get into bed, before you go to sleep? And maybe that's, I don't know, taking more baths throughout the week, right? Or reading before bed or plugging in the phone in 30 minutes before you go to sleep. Some people that like to to meditate or do some deep breathing and they incorporate that before they, you know, they get into bed or before they brush their teeth for the night. Some other people like to prepare their lunch and spend some time getting ready for the next day and maybe creating their list, jotting down what they need so they they have that, you know, taken off their plate, taken off their mind as they're trying to wind down for the night for the night and they're not stressing about what they need to do tomorrow because they already have everything checked off and and accounted for for the next day. So, this idea of getting more sleep, yes, that's that sounds cool, but like, how can we actually follow through with that? And sometimes it has to do with changing your routine and changing your habits around, you know, what you're doing close to bedtime and what you're doing in, in the morning. And if you are struggling to be productive or getting out of bed in the morning or starting your day off strong, like, could you add a morning routine that you do every day, right? Like, could, could this be something or a new standard that you set for yourself to start the day? And morning routines look differently for everybody, right? But this idea of wind stacking in the morning, it can be super powerful and it can, it can help you be more productive throughout the day and it can help you build momentum early in the morning, which can, you know, bleed into all other areas of your life and all other, you know, things that you do throughout the course of, of the morning and, and throughout the course of the day too. And an example of like a morning routine that you could add is for some people, it can be hard as hell, but like not hitting your snooze button right? Like we, some of us, myself included, have a terrible habit sometimes of hitting that snooze button and sleeping past that time that we committed, you know, to waking up from the night before. Sometimes not hitting the snooze button, getting up first alarm, like that's a win, right? Or maybe from hitting the no snooze button, you go straight into slamming eight to 12 ounces of water. And then you spend five to 10 minutes on the foam roller or stretching and then you proceed to do whatever you need to do after that to, to get ready for the day. And I have some clients that for their morning routine, they love to journal, they love to read. And in the morning, they like to meditate or they, they spend some time deep breathing. Or you might, be, you might be a super task-oriented person and you might feel better doing like more physical things like making your bed, getting your lunch ready, sending out like gratitude texts to your friends and family, or even just going on a walk with the dog or with your spouse or... Even on your own, like 
adding a morning routine, it just it can be so damn powerful because when you start to stack those wins immediately after you get up, you can carry that momentum with you into the rest of the day, which can sometimes allow you to make different decisions around your nutrition and, and your, you know, movement and can make you more likely to exercise and to get your steps in. And, and it's the little things that you do day to day that really can just make a big difference over time. And implementing a morning routine could be one of those things that, you know, maybe you add to your routine and that makes all the difference in the world for you. Because if you think about it, like, the person who presses the snooze button four times in the morning before they actually get up, like more often than not, they're probably going to feel a little bit more rushed or stressed getting up for, you know, work and getting in the shower and not having time to do some of the things that they wanted to do before they went to work or whatever it is that they're going to do for the day. And what happens is you just add more stress to start the day and it's that person that's more likely to probably stop and get the coffee in the breakfast sandwich on their way to work because they didn't have time to make their own coffee and have their own breakfast first thing in the morning. Or it's that person that's likely going to forget the lunch in the fridge that they made for the day and they're going to go out and eat with the coworkers that day. And that's their excuse that, hey, I forgot my lunch, so I'm just going to go and do this. Or maybe those are the people that miss their morning workouts more often and they make that excuse not to work out later in the day. So I don't want to get too deep into morning routines here, but adding one, you know, of your own that, that you can do every morning, something that helps you get moving in the morning, something that motivates you, something that you can do to take time for yourself, man, you can make that identity change and and that can help you work towards, you know, changing your nutrition and your fitness habits and help you make better decisions throughout the course of the day when you have that anchor holding you down every morning and when you set that standard of, hey, this is how I'm going to start the day and this is how I'm going to be able to make those decisions that I need to make easier later in the day. Cool. You know, when it comes to like fitness stuff, like nutrition, yes, we could talk a lot about adding things, foods, what we are missing, what people need more of, you know, this idea of not just eliminating everything that we quote unquote think is bad. People have this like subtraction mindset sometimes when it comes to fitness too. And it can be a very positive headspace to, to think about what, what are the things that you can add to your activity and your movement and your training, things that can help maybe take what you're doing to the next level or things that just help you get started in the first place. And a question that I always like to ask is like, how can you get more steps in throughout the course of the day? And unless you're my teachers or my UPS workers, people who are getting 10,000, 15,000 steps a day in their sleep, like this necessary, this isn't necessarily for you. But if you're my people who like myself, sit at a desk all day, look at the computer, have a hard time, you know, getting three, 4,000 steps in by the end of the day, unless you intentionally go on a walk and walk the dog and get up. Ask yourself, like, what, how many steps are you getting right now? And, and what can you do to increase that by 2,000 or 3,000? Like, are you hitting 3,000 steps on average per day right now? And what are the things that you need to do to get that to 5,000 or 6,000 throughout the course of the week? Things like parking farther away when you go to work, right? Or when you go to the grocery store, doing extra laps when you go to the grocery store. Can you, can you plan on going for, you know, a walk before or after dinner or, Maybe you have a 15, 10-minute break in your work schedule. If you're working from home, like, can you get up and get outside for a minute? Or maybe it's, you know, adding that 
20 minute walk, 10 minute walk to your morning routine, right? Having that wind stacking in the morning, maybe it's taking your dog kind of before you get ready for the day. Maybe that's something that's going to help you get a little bit more steps in throughout the course of the day. But getting steps in, going on walks is probably the most underrated, you know, exercise and activity that people can do on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis that is honestly good for literally everything. If we talk about your cardiovascular health and your body composition, and if you're working for weight loss goals, right, or honestly, even your mental health, like being able to like unplug, not have the phone, or maybe you're plugging in and you're listening to your podcast and that's doing something more, you know, mentally stimulating for you, putting you in a better headspace, getting you outside, getting you some fresh air. Like it could be a very positive, positive experience. And it's just something that's so underrated. So ask yourself, like, can you get more steps in throughout the course of the day? And another idea sometimes too, for all my people who are lifting resistance training and, you know, we're team no cardio, right? It's like, Maybe after your workout, when you get to the gym, can we do a 10 minute cool down walk or a little jog on the treadmill? Like, can you plan hikes or activities on the weekends outside instead of, you know, doing the normal sports watching and, and chilling and hanging out doing, you know, barbecue stuff and drinking with your friends? Like, how can you get outside and how can you plan that activity more into your day and into your weekly routine? Another thing that I like to, uh, you know, for my people who are lifting or training and they aren't tracking their workouts, this idea of keeping track of how many sets you're doing, what, what body parts are you hitting? How many reps are you doing? What weights are you doing? How frequently are you in the gym? When you start to kind of have this concept of like, how can I add this idea of tracking my workouts or keeping data in, in you know, being able to use that to improve week to week, if you aren't already doing that, that could be something that could take your workout to the next level. So yes, fitness, it applies the same way. It's like, what could we do to make what we're already doing even better? Okay. Or what could we do to even just get started in the first place? So cool. I think it's, I think it's also super important to to talk about our environment and sometimes the people that you surround yourself with and the influences that you have from people and from your work and just all the things that impact your ability to follow through with those nutrition, with those fitness choices that you're trying to implement and trying to create more of a routine around. And I want you to ask yourself, like, what's your current support system look like? Like, who are the people closest to you and and who are the people you spend the most amount of time with? Like, what kind of conversations are you having with them? And And what are their goals? And do you share any similarities in your goals with them? To be honest, it's it's really fucking hard to change your nutrition and your lifestyle when the people you're spending, you know, the most time with or when people you're spending multiple nights a week with going to happy hour who are always, you know, wanting to go out to eat and, you know, they make you, you know, feel bad or question those nutrition choices that you make, you know, when you're surrounded by those people and, those people that aren't making the same choices as you or, you know, you want to make different choices from them. Like it's really difficult to, to be diligent and to stay on top of that when you're constantly putting yourself in those situations and you're constantly hanging around those people that maybe just don't, they don't share those, you know, similarities with you. And if you're finding yourself that like you're constantly downplaying or, you know, defending your choices around maybe it's not drinking or having an extra drink or having a shot or having the appetizer or 
you know, ordering the bacon cheeseburger or eating the brownies after dinner. Like if those people around you are, you know, judging you or making you feel judged, you just feel uncomfortable doing that and feeling like you have to defend yourself. Like you're more likely to cave in and deviate away from your plan over time because it sucks feeling like the odd man out in those you know, social situations. And I'm not saying that you need to cut off all the people in your life that don't share similar goals as you, right? Because I think that is actually an important balancing act sometimes for most people. And really what I want you to ask yourself is like, how can you, how can you add to your current support system, right? And how can you spend more time around people that make it easier to execute your plan and execute the things that are important to you and the things that you want to execute and stick to long-term? Right. Like instead of and this could go with like surrounding yourself with different people or maybe it's those same people like instead of going out to eat or going out to the happy hour and only meeting up to watch the sporting events or whatever it is like can you replace some of those activities with going on walks or going on hikes or spending time outside or walking by the river or you know going grocery shopping together and making a meal at home like You can do different things with those people to make it a little bit more conducive to your goals, but to also, you know, spend time and make memories with them at the end of the day too, right? Because we always got to take care of ourselves and a social life I think is still important, but you, you can find ways to navigate around that instead of eliminating it and subtracting that completely from your life, thinking about ways that you can add to it or just tweak it to make it a little bit more conducive to what you're working towards. And let's say you're somebody who lives far away from a lot of people that you care about and your friends and your family and you know, you've relocated and you just don't have that close support system. You don't feel that support system in your city right now or in your home right now. Like don't be afraid to pick up the phone and touch base with your family and friends more often too. Like make that a priority because it can be, it can be really easy to feel like alone when you're doing this, but it doesn't have to be that way. Right? So find time, And just make that extra effort if you know it's something that can add value to your life and to your routine. If picking up and scheduling two phone calls a week with friends that you talk to every other month, once a month, and you feel more fulfilled after that and you can bounce ideas off of that and you can, you know, kind of hold yourselves accountable if you guys talk about being accountability partners and things like that, like you, you might be more likely to follow through with the things that you're setting out to do too. So adding more to your support system, adding more things that can help you feel a little bit more grounded and more in touch with your friends, with your support system, it can make all the difference of the world. Wow. I feel like I can talk about this thing for hours, (laughs) you know, just different things that you could add to your routine. But really the point I'm trying to drive at is the reason that you're not reaching your goals or that the reason why you're not maintaining your progress long-term, it's not because of all the things you got rid of along the way, right? It has it has way more to do with the things that you add or that you've added to your routine. And it's that identity change that you're able to embrace and make along the way by doing that. And ironically, when you start to think about all the things that you can start to add to your routine and all the things that you can implement and the things that you actually put into action, you naturally start to do less of the things that weren't serving you before. You know, maybe you started, you know, meal prepping and eating more meals at home throughout the week. Like naturally, you're going to cut back on the amount of times you eat away, you know, from home throughout the course of the week, whether it's lunch, dinner, getting breakfast stuff out. So instead of going into that mindset of like, I have to eat less, you know, at restaurants and I, I need to eat less away from home, it's like, 
hey, changing the perspective, changing the mindset. It's like, hey, I'm going to maximize and eat more meals made at home. I'm going to spend more time making breakfast. I'm going to spend more time having lunches throughout the course of the week. I'm going to make my dinner list for the week. So I'm more likely to follow through with that. Naturally, you're going to decrease the amount of meals that you eat away from home. Another example is like when you start to, you know, exercise more and you get more movement in, naturally you spend less time on your phone or watching Netflix or watching the sports games or playing video games. Like when you start to think about how you can add more exercise, add more steps in, you're likely going to be taking away from some of those things that you've deemed as you have to stop doing, right? So another one that comes to mind too, now that I'm talking about is like when you start eating more protein consistently throughout the course of the day, you're less likely to overeat and binge at the end of the day on those peanut butter cups when you feel, you know, when you feel more satiated over the course of the day, you feel more in control around food by eating more protein. Like you, you naturally start to eat less of those, you know, empty calories and things like that at the end of the day that are super easy to binge on because your hunger is a little bit more controlled towards the end of the day. And same thing, like when you, when you start to add a little bit more fruit and vegetables or nutrient dense foods or whole wheat products and and whole grain stuff, like when you keep those things around the house, it makes it easier for you to eat those foods as a snack instead of, you know, hammering the whole bag of chips and salsa when you get home from work at the end of the day. So when you focus on this concept of, of adding instead of subtracting, you can get out of that scarcity mindset and you can start to live in this abundance mindset, which is really the ultimate goal and in it's what's going to help you stay on track and make you make you know more progress towards your goals and keep those keep those results keep that progress long term and to continue to you know level up day after day year after year and it's it's important to keep this in mind it's another thing to actually implement it and if there's one thing that you take away from today i just want you to kind of reflect what's my eating pattern like what's my exercise routine like what's my environment like what's my support system what's the one area that you know you can improve on in a little bit and instead of thinking like hey you know this isn't going well for this reason i need to get rid of this Think about the things that you could add. Think about the things that are missing. Think about, think about the things that you could do a little bit better. And eventually when you start to add a lot of these different things and you start to realize like, hey, there's a whole lot of stuff out there that I'm you know, not doing that I could implement that could make a bigger difference than me trying to just cut out all carbs at the end of the day. So I'm going to end the podcast on that note. I appreciate you listening today. Definitely something that I felt like I was, uh, (laughs) I felt like I was going in circles a little bit thinking about all these things, but so many things can come to mind when you think about this idea of like, you know, thinking about addition and, and avoiding this idea of like subtraction. So something important and something I want you to adopt into your own life. And if you need anything from me as always reach out, but Until next time, remember to eat with a purpose, train with attention, and think with confidence as you work towards your own nutrition and fitness goals. Appreciate you, my friends. Think about addition, okay? Make it happen. I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you again for listening to this episode. If you found value and enjoyed it, it would mean the world to me if you posted a screenshot to your social media. If you do, make sure you tag me so I can say thanks. Or if you're on iTunes, scrolling down and leaving a five-star review would be much appreciated. And if you ever want to get in touch with me, you can always find me on Instagram at LukeSmithRD. 
Thanks again for tuning in and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I'll see you on the next episode.